Mental coffee, where mental health is worth drinking. Today's podcast is dedicated to the sane and those who feel like they're going insane. With your host, Tara Dufour. for your host here at Mental Coffee and welcome back. I'm so glad you decided to join me again this Monday and that you made it through the weekend and I hope it was great for you. Um, <laughs> if they are here today, means I didn't scare you away last week with all the talk about your states of mind and the level of mind that you're at. And I started my episodes with that topic and conversation because it's really important to know where your state of mind is in your mental health because it determines your overall life satisfaction and achieving your goals in life and where you want to be. Now as a mental wellness coach, let me explain what that is. Everyone knows what a life coach is. Back in 1990, 2000, lifestyle coaches became a popular thing for celebrities and helping them with their really chaotic and um, lots of pressure type lives. And then from there, you know, over 30 years ago, this career field birthed itself. And since then, there are coaches in all areas of life, like how to become a better business owner and entrepreneur and your financial coaches that help you with finance and to achieve just those goals in your life. Or um, now we're starting to see a lot of physical wellness coaches as well that help you achieve your, you know, physical wellness goals and so on but I'm a mental wellness coach. And the difference for me of these specialties is that I put a specific emphasis on your mental health and your mental well-being. And why do I do that? Because your mind is amazing. Every goal, everything that you want to accomplish and achieve in life starts with your state of mind. Where are you at? What are your beliefs? What are your limiting beliefs? What is keeping you from achieving where you want to go in life and what you want to accomplish in life? A lot of us feel stuck, right? A lot of us feel hindered or that we can't become the heroes or the heroines of our own story. And I know I've been there. I was part of a story, but I wasn't writing my own story. And when I realized that, because I too, in my life, I've had therapists and life coaches as well, but I kept hitting that brick wall and I couldn't understand why I couldn't achieve my financial goals, why I couldn't achieve my physical goals, why I couldn't achieve my relationship goals. And the reason for that was my state of mind, where my state of mind was. And when I realized that years ago and I started to work on my mental well-being, which is a holistic whole view of my life, like a big picture view of my life. And I started to look at each part of it and I started to work on each area of my life. I started to not just partake in my life, but I started to become the hero of my story. I know this weekend uh, I worked really hard last week and I decided that, man, I just wanted to chill. I needed to relax. I needed to detach from the world. So I found myself, like everybody, binging Netflix. 
And so I found a series on Netflix, a new one, um, that I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. It was amazing. And I, of course, watched the whole season, episodes one through eight. And the reason why I like finding new series and new seasons and things is there's always a bunch of characters. In the very first season specifically, there are characters that are unaware of their potential. They're unaware of who they are. They have identity crisis. They're really struggling in their life to become the hero or the heroine of their own story. And in a first season of any uh, show, you get to watch the characters develop. And I get so excited about that because that's pretty much my life and what I do in my practice is that people come to me and they don't know their potential. They don't know who they are. They're kind of lost with their purpose or drive or motivation in their life. After we start working together and developing their goals and helping them achieve their goals, then it's kind of like these characters and these great stories. It doesn't matter if you like fantasy or action or whatever, the hero always goes through a certain journey. So helping people discover the hero and the heroine that they really are in their own story is amazing. And I love working with people so that they can start themselves, not just partaking in their story, but actually writing their story and taking control of their story. This season, you know, that I watched this week and kind of reminded me of that and my passion and why I do what I do. I just wanted to share that with you. We talked a lot about your state of mind and the different levels of your mental health. And the reason why we talked about that last week is because it was really important for me to share with you that your state of mind or your level of mental health really does determine your ability to achieve and interact and partake in your life. Um, as a mental wellness coach, that's really important to me to know what level somebody is on or where they're at with their mental health so that we can move forward. And that leads me to the second part of my practice. So there's the mental well-being coach that I am, which people come to me with a certain area of their life and say, I really feel like I have no purpose or I don't know my identity or I'm not sure who I am or I can't seem to achieve this relationship goal or this kind of goal or a financial goal or whatever their goal is in their life. You know, we work together to help them discover the tools and the things that they can use and apply and so on to achieve those goals. But sometimes we become aware that their level of mind or their state of mind isn't conducive or is in conflict and kind of rubbing and creating some extra tension that most people don't have. Um, so for example, I really want you to understand that if you are diagnosed with a mental health condition and you are struggling in an area that you don't know what your sense of purpose is or your identity, which are two big ones for us who have a diagnosis because we tend to take our diagnosis and we tend to take our label or our addiction, like if we're an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever our mental health label is and make that our identity and therefore our purpose flows from that. And so it's really hard for us to determine our real purpose in life, what we're here on this planet to do and achieve overall satisfaction and self love and be able to give that love and compassion to others. So this is a big area that a lot of people come to me with because they do struggle with mental condition or a mental illness, or maybe they're going through recovery and they're, they're feeling kind of lost. But it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're experiencing a mental illness or you are or condition or if you are just have some problems, you know, this is to be discovered. The second part of my practice that I wanted to talk to you about is advocacy. So what is an advocate? An advocate is somebody who is kind of like almost like an AA sponsor. When you realize that there's a problem and you show up to AA and this doesn't mean that you've stopped drinking yet. This doesn't mean that you've 
how do you put it, that you've addressed your drinking, but you've at least accepted the fact that there is a problem. And a lot of people don't know what to do, where to go, what steps to take. And then, so that is the advocacy part of my practice. So a lot of times when people come to me and they're struggling in a certain area of their life, and then we discover that there is a level three problem or a level two that's going on, then we stop, put an advocacy plan in place. One, getting assessment by a general practitioner or a mental health professional so that they can discover and unwrap what's going on either mentally or emotionally in their life so that they can get to a better frame of mind and state of mind so that they can work on all the other aspects of their mental well-being uh, that will uh, lead them forward in becoming the heroes in their story. And just like the Netflix series that I was watching, you know, some characters have, well, we would call them character flaws or there would be some major emotional or mental struggle in their life that they have to overcome before they can start to accept their identity, before they can start to believe in who they are, before they can start to accept their potential in life. So it's really important that you have an advocate because a lot of us, we come from homes where mental health wasn't talked about, mental illness wasn't talked about, or it was demonized or stigmatized. Maybe we live in a community or an environment that's not very open to talking about that. So having a mental wellness coach an advocate, someone who can help you identify, hey, I think there might be something going on here. What are the steps that I need to take? who there don't hold any judgment and that can stand beside you as you're working with your healthcare professional, you're working with your mental health care professional. I'm just someone that's part of your support team, kind of that will help keep you, well, in the case of an AA sponsor, help keep you sober or help keep you on the path uh, that your mental health practitioners and your general practitioners are laying out before you because there's a lot of uh, information, for example, that will come flying at you very quick in between like treatments and therapies and so on and so forth to help you gain a better sense of self and a better sense of where you're at. And advocacy also goes to those that um, have a loved one in their life that is struggling with a mental health condition. So if you have a spouse or you have a child or someone that you love that um, you caretake or that you're there for and that you want to develop, uh, how do you put it, a better understanding of where they're at and how you can help. Or if it's really stressful for a lot of um, people who have loved ones with someone with a mental health condition because they're not sure what they can say or can't do. And then there's their own stress and their own pain because this can cause a lot of disturbance in the home and cause a lot of problems. So a lot of times wives, husbands, parents have no one to talk to, have no one to go to because they obviously want the best for their loved one who needs to heal and needs to go through the process of their healing. But in the same note, maybe they have been injured, harmed, hurt, and so on. Or maybe they're just stressed or they're tired or they're confused or they don't understand how they can best be there for them. Or maybe that they feel that they're a constant trigger or that they're walking on eggshells around this person. So if that's the case, then I also, I'm available to those people, you know, that need someone to talk to and have a better understanding of who they are, you know, and not get lost in the process because you too as well, as a caretaker, you can get very lost in the process of loving someone and being there for someone and making yourself available to someone because you love them so much, but forget who you are, what your purpose is, 
your overall life satisfaction as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there. The difference in between obviously the mental well-being coach, which is a life coach with a high high focus on your mental health and then the advocacy side. There's also a part of advocacy too that I wanted to talk to you about, which is about breaking the stigma in our community and our culture. So I'm very much invested in working in my community, being open and honest and opening up conversations that are transparent, uh, healthy, productive around mental health and what mental health really is, and obviously about mental health disorders, labeling, and so on and so forth, and how to work with different agencies as well on how they can help their community better when it comes to people who are struggling with their mental health or presenting symptoms and things that might be unhealthy or dangerous. So anyway, so advocacy is one big ball and mental well-being is another big ball. And so when we want to start improving our lives, right, we need to start approaching our mental health. How do we even do that? Well, we do that through mental well-being. There's the question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? It's like the lifelong conundrum. Philosophers, <laughs> scientists, you know, people for generations have pondered this question, which came first, the chicken or the egg? It's kind of like the same thing. What are we? Are we a mind with a body or are we a body with a mind? It's just like the same question, the chicken and the egg. I tend to lean towards I'm both. It's a whole, a whole picture. I can't be a body without a mind and I can't be a mind without a body, but my mind is definitely the driver. Now I'm not saying that my answer is correct. Just like, you know, the chicken or the egg, you know, there's the chickenist and the eggist out there and they will take one side or the other. I just tend to say that in the middle, we're both. We are fully a mind with a body and we are fully a body with a mind. And once I came to that realization, it made approaching my mental well-being so much easier because for years I disqualified myself. Oh, I have a diagnosis or I struggle with mental health conditions. I am never gonna be able to achieve the potential, my purpose, uh, know my identity, have great relationships, I move forward in life in a productive way because I have this cloud, Winnie the Pooh cloud thing looming over my head. You know, I didn't want to be a pessimist about life for sure because I was so driven and I just knew that I had something to give and I knew that I had something to offer. And for a long time, I let my state of mind dictate my direction, my purpose, and my identity. So I got very serious about tackling my mental well being. Um, approaching and accessing your mental well-being is first you have to assess your state of mind. That is so important because like I told you before, your mind is the driver of your body. Your mind makes everything happen. Your beliefs, your thoughts, your reactions to the world are invested in what you believe, what you think. It's right here in your mind, okay? So it's so important that we assess the level uh, state of mind that we're in because that's going to determine how we're going to approach our well-being. For example, if I want to lose weight, so I just say, I got to lose this weight. I have to lose this weight. This weight has to come off. This is terrible. This is terrible. I just, I, you know, um, maybe you're not happy with your body image. Maybe somebody shamed you. Whatever your motivation was to deciding that you needed to lose weight. And so you um, decide to grab onto a fad diet or a diet that you think is going to work for you and you start approaching this diet and you start doing it and there are many different things that could happen so let's say you can you can't 
you can't keep up with it. You do it for a few days and then you're like, I can't do this, I hate this. Or maybe you feel like you're starving yourself to death and you're like, Dude, nobody should go through this. Nobody should be starving themselves. I'm starving, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. This is torture. Or maybe you do it for a, a long period of time and, you're, and you become obsessed with it to the point where it consumes your environment, it consumes your world and then it starts affecting your relationships because now you're forcing it on your husband, you're forcing it on your children. They're having outbursts and you're angry that people won't get involved in your wellness plan. There are so many different outcomes to trying to change something in your life and not have success with it. And one of the reasons why you may not be having success or why it might be having a negative outcome in your life is because of your state of mind, where you're at, what you believe, what you think, your motivation. Your motivation is based off of what you believe and what you think. So for example, if you're trying to lose weight because you felt shamed or let's say you're seeing all these magazines and pictures and whatever of all these women who are skinny and they're just beautiful in a bathing suit no matter what and your husband made a small comment about, you know, well, you could tone up just a little bit and you took that personal and you drove it into yourself to the point where you became obsessive over this diet. This could have not the outcome you want of losing weight, but this could have a negative outcome of maybe leading to bulimia or anorexia or a, a obsessive compulsive type behavior or disorder in your life and wonder why I don't get it. You know, everyone else goes on a diet and they lose weight and they're beautiful and they're able to maintain it, but I'm not able to maintain it. And that's what I'm trying to tell you is that there you can't achieve any goal in your life. You can't develop the mental wellness that you desire or that you want if your state of mind isn't healthy and isn't in the right place. So it's always the first part of approaching your mental wellness or approaching any goal is to assess your state of mind. Where is your state of mind? Where are you at with your mental health? And then once you do that and you have determined that there's nothing that's causing a notable disturbance or a limiting belief or that's hindering your thoughts and views about maybe why you want to make this change to your life or, or achieve this goal, then you're ready to take some action. But it's really important that we assess our state of mind first. And so that was why my first two episodes was so in-depth on your mental health, what it is, your state of mind, why we have it, why we should address it and you know the basic steps of moving forward because where I want to go with mental coffee and what I want to do for you is talk about all the different avenues of your mental well-being and how to help you achieve your goals, how to work on your sense of purpose, how to work on your identity, how to work on who I am and it doesn't matter what state of mind you have, I believe, and I know that it's true, that you all can have the life, the thriving life that you all desire, but it just takes those steps first, assessing where our mental health is so that we can address our state of mind so that we can move forward in our mental well-being. And, you know, like in this episode that we talked about, if mental well-being is something that you want to start to tackle or if there's something in your life or a goal that you would like to achieve, please let me know. Tell me 
me in the comments so I can help better plan my episodes, better plan our conversations, so I can help you not just be a part of the story, but actually be the heroine and the hero in your story so that you can start writing the story that you want to have and not let a condition, an environment, sickness determine who you are or determine who your or your purpose is in life so if you would just like I said leave me a comment go on to anchor download the app leave me a voice message and let me know what's going on with you so I can like I said help better plan my episodes so we can have a true realistic conversation about where you're at and also if you are in a place where you've gotten a diagnosis or maybe you think that something's going on in your life and you're just not sure, again, reach out to me, leave a comment, we will talk. I can point you in the right direction. I can point you to the right resources in life that can help you start to assess your state of mind and tackle those concerns. If you do have a diagnosis and you're interested in having someone who will partner with you, who will be part of your team that can help keep you accountable uh, so that you can achieve the state of mind that you desire, then again, reach out to me, write in the comments, or leave me a voicemail on Anchor. I'd really love to hear from you. I'm really hoping to have this website up soon so that you can just email me directly so that it's a safe place for us to talk and have a conversation. And also if you have a family member, a child, a husband, a wife who is struggling with their mental health, you just need someone to reach out to and talk to, I'm here for you as well. Anyways, thank you for joining me this Monday. Thank you for hearing my heart about what a mental well-being coach is, what a um, advocate is, and also uh, to let you know that you are the hero. You are the heroine in your own story and nothing can stop you. I believe that, but you first have to make the choice to start the journey. All right, well, I love you guys. I will see you again on Wednesday. Kisses because you're going to get used to me just kissing you all the time. I appreciate you all. I appreciate your heart. I thank you for being here, and I'll see you on Wednesday. That's it. Bye.